Welcome to the Bruins Vendors Podcast, Episode 22, The Reality Check, brought to you on our new home, the Inside the Rink Podcast Network. InsideTheRink.com is your one-stop shop for all your NHL news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at Inside underscore the underscore rink and download the new Inside the Rink app to get everything on the website right on your phone. And now Smitty has a quick word from our new show sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS. BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year of live betting. Sign up for BetUS.com with the promo code RINK for 125% sign-up bonus. That is B-E-T-U-S.com with the promo code RINK for your 125% sign-up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid, BetUS.com. And let me tell you, if you'd taken the over tonight, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Big bang, boom. (laughs) Yeah, don't spend it all in one place. Absolutely. The over was 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 tonight, sure. But the weekend review begins with some good news. <laughs> March the twenty fourth uh, versus the Tampa Bay Lightning, a three to two win. It was a great win without uh, Patrice Bergeron. Bruins battled hard. It was Hampus Lindholm. He was a, a difference maker right away, and I thought it was a good gauge for how the Bruins now stack up against the good teams <laughs> in the conference, at least at that point. <laughs> it was. It was a big, it was a big boy win without Bergeron. They got down twice, one one nothing and two to one, and battled back. Hat trick for Pasta, three assists for Halla. Lindholm was excellent in his debut. Played over twenty three minutes, had an assist on the first goal. Made some great uh, breakout passes. Uh, he also had four hits and four shots on goal. So he was all over the place. Jumps the Bruins <laughs> for the time being up into third in the division. It was a really, really good win against a potential playoff opponent. It sure was. And then on March 26th, Bruins avoided a little bit of a trap game with a 6-3 to win over the Islanders. They pulled away against an Islanders team that has officially lost their mojo. And they are in some cap hell, too, as I saw in Bruins cap space actually had the Islanders cap situation. Not looking good going forward. A lot of big contracts, a lot of long-term. But a pretty complete win with the entire lineup really contributing for the Beast. Yeah, I thought so. A lot of guys did contribute in this one. Hall and Marshan both with three points. Halla, Pasta, and McAvoy all with two-point games. The third and the fourth lines were both excellent. The fourth line drew uh, at least two penalties. Uh, They had some really good scoring chances in that game. And the third line continues their good physical play below the dots. Smith scored. Coyle got an assist on that. Um, Guys were playing their roles really well uh, up (laughs) up until that point. Uh, it seems like everybody is bought in. My only nitpicks would be all marks rebound control in that one wasn't great. And the PK needs to get better before the playoffs. The, the penalty killing is not very good right now. I think they're still like 10th in the league or something like that. But going into the playoffs, especially against good teams, some of the some of the power plays they're going to face in the playoffs are really good. You know, Tampa, um, this Toronto's team, so Florida. So they they need to clean up the PK definitely before the playoffs start. But uh, a really nice win against an Islanders team that that was pretty hot actually going into that game. So it was a nice win at the time. Yeah, and you know, Brick had it right, I think, tonight about the PK, and he even mentioned it. They're in top 10. But he did mention a lot of the goals are in front of the net. 
tips, rebounds uh, down by the goalie. And uh, that's something I have to clean up. But that that speaks a lot to, you know, the type of physical play and the, and the fact that they really don't clean things up in front of their own net. And they really haven't done it much at all this this season. I mean, other than the top top pair of McAvoy and Lindholm, the, the bottom two pairs just don't do it very well at all. And that's, that's going to be a real problem when you get traffic in front of the net, the intensity picks up. And against the, the good power plays, like you said, all the teams above them have good high power offenses and good power plays and dangerous people and they're going to have a hard time with that and tonight was uh that that was the case a six to four loss to toronto that looks a hell of a lot better on the score sheet than it did uh as i watched it because it just wasn't very good it's hopefully not who the bruins really are uh, they need to figure out the Brandon Carlo thing and the third pair D. Now, that's a real problem with it. They haven't really competed at all against Carolina and Toronto this year, which are two teams they could potentially face. So this is not uh, this was not a good indication of what might happen. I'm watching this team tonight, and I'm thinking, how does this team beat a really good team four times? In a series. And that's what, you know, one time or two times, mm-hmm. fine, but four times in a series, they can't play like this. No, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I didn't think they were ready to go. The defense was terrible. Kylo Clifton and Forbort should all watch a game. They should. Hmm. Like, they, hmm. they should seriously. I mean, they won't ever do it because they don't have the bodies. They don't have the talent. Right. But Kylo needs to watch. Like, he's been terrible. Nylander blew by him tonight. He had a few other turnovers. He, his head is, like, up his ass. He has no... Right clue really what's going on out there the puck is a grenade he can't wait to get rid of it it's mind-boggling how bad they are in in some instances he's regressed kylo has in like the last couple of years it's really disappointing after all the hype around the game and the team you know you come in tied in points it's a big game and you just don't show up you just don't show up the late push was too late three goals in garbage time like that doesn't mean anything i mean i was happy to see lazar get one actually because he's been all around it lately and had a ton of chances and he deserved to have one go in. So I was, I was happy to see that. But you really have to wonder now, is the goaltending going to be an issue in the playoffs? Like Swayman is not really tested early, early, in the, early in the season. He struggled against playoff teams. I mean, you have to wonder. I mean, everybody's blowing smoke up his ass. Calder, second in the league in save percent, like all this stuff. Like you have to wonder against good teams, is the goaltending going to be there? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm telling you, you can't say a bad thing about Swayman. Because on Twitter, if you say something bad about Swayman, it's someone else's fault. The D sucks. The, you know, this guy turned it over. This guy did this. Well, I'm telling you right now, people are going to turn pucks over. People are going to fall down. Mm-hmm. People are going to make mistakes. And you have to get the big save. And tonight... There was no big save to be had. I mean, no. he gave up six, right? He gave him up all of them, you know? So it just wasn't, you know, Almar comes in for the third, but, you know, by that time it's over. But there were no, and I get it. Guys are walking in alone. They had a 2 on 0 that they completely whiffed on. Mm-hmm. They overpassed it. But, and there are other break-ins and breakdowns. Kerfoot walks in, you know, but he's he's kind of walking in alone, but sort of to, to an angle. You have to make a save somewhere, a big save. Tim Thomas was stood in his head when you, when he won the cup. Yeah, I mean, the the, breakdowns all over the place. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's I, breakdowns. the only the only problem with that is that's that's a standard that's unfair to judge any other goaltender to, right. I think, because right. that was one of the great playoff performances in the history of the league. So you right. can't expect you can't expect everybody to equal what Tim Thomas did in that run because it was otherworldly. Oh, right. But you can right. expect him to make 
you know, a, a good quality save, you know, a, a tough save occasionally right. when you need one. I thought the puck that came off the boards, it was it was it Riley who scored and, and Swayman took forever to get to the yeah. post. Yeah, what I know what you're talking. I know the goal you're talking about. I'm not sure what who it was. Yeah. Like, it's just so, look, Swayman's been great. And, and everybody is so cautious to say anything because I think they don't want to wish bad on him because I think they want him to be a great goalie and a, and a franchise goalie for many years. And he might be. But you can criticize the goalie some for not getting saves when you need them sometimes. And in that case, they were hemmed in a bunch in their, defense, in their own defensive zone. And you need they they aren't ready to play, but you if your goalie makes a couple big ten bellers, then you can stay in it. Right. And I'm with those people. Like I want him to be right. a franchise yeah. goalie too. Sure. Don't get me wrong. Right. I, I love the guy and I want mm-hmm. him to I want him to to be a franchise goalie. I want him to be the guy. I want to be him to be the one we depend on. I'm just not one hundred percent sure he's there yet. But do you want mm-hmm. some positivity? Out of yeah, out of the yeah, end of this, yeah, for Christ's sake. I mean, yeah. you don't, you don't have to. You, if you don't want it, I don't have to give it to yeah, you. But if, you know me, I breathe. Yeah, you, yeah, you're Mister Positive. So the B still, after all this, seven two and one in their last ten. Okay, nice. There you go. All right. So this is only counts as one loss. There you Terrific. go. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. All right, seven chirps time. Sponsored by Lops Brewing. Lops is a brewery and tasting room in downtown Woonsocket, Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. It's open seven days a week, and you can use the coupon code SPORTS to get 10% off your online order. So go to lopsbrewing.com and follow them on social media at Lops Brewing for new beers and events. And chirp number one, what have you seen from Hampus Lindholm as he has adjusted to his new team? The adjustment is still underway. Honestly, I thought in the first game, he was fantastic. You couldn't have asked him to play any better in the first game. But a part of that, I think, was because he didn't know any better. He didn't necessarily know what he was supposed to be doing. He was just going out and playing kind of freely. And the last couple of games after they've gotten a few practices in, he's thinking more out there now. He's like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here. Oh, I'm supposed to be in this spot. And he's not playing as freely. And there's been a few little hiccups, little mistake kind of things. So I think it's just a work in progress. I th- I think he'll definitely get there. I think he'll be fine. Right. I, I yeah. certainly don't like them putting him with Brandon Kylo tonight because Kylo was no. an accident waiting to happen. Well, it was a goal where Clifton threw it in DeBrus skates and they came transition back and scored. Yeah. Right before then, Kylo just made yeah. like gaff after gaff. He did. Like to keep the puck alive, like for, for the Leafs, not for, for us, but for the Leafs. And then they, it ends up being in the net. And then at one point, they put Lynn home with Clifton because Clifton was uh, taken on water like you wouldn't believe. It was just so bad. He had a horrific turnover for the first goal. And then he was on the ice for two other goals, at least, I think. Uh, and the 6-1 to one goal, the one the goal that made it 6-1, to one, he's starting to fight everybody. Like, he's, it, it was, and everybody's kind of laughing at him. Like, no, it was just embarrassing. Like, come on. And you have it right. I mean, you've said it last week, I think. He has that one good game, and then here come three or four bad ones in a row. And you were Nostradamus, because here, here we are in the thick of cliffy hockey right now. I mean, we'll get to it later, so I don't want to spoil anything because, you know, I think the fans will probably be excited about what I have to say about Connor. Yeah, they'll, they'll want more, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah. let's leave uh, them wanting right. more. Yeah, but but little... I'm with you on Lindholm. I think I thought tonight he wasn't great, and that's okay to say. I mean, it wasn't great, but uh, but you know, the team wasn't great. Right, and exactly. so much shifting going on and trying to cover for this guy and that guy, and when exactly. they were all bad. You know, it was just bad. Uh, Alright, chirp number two, what does a Pasternak extension look like, and when do they explore it? I think they should be exploring it now 
I think they should be. I think they should be exploring it as soon as possible. So it's maybe you get them at a a little bit of of a reduced rate, possibly. But I'm thinking it's. I, I I'm hoping that it's like a you know, McAvoy set the ceiling kind of a thing like Ray Bork did back in the day. Like no one gets more than Bork. So I'm hoping, and I don't think it's going to be the case, but I'm, I'm hoping that it's like a eight, nine and a half, like, you know, nine and a half, like McAvoy gets like, give him nine and a half. I I thought the same thing. Eight times nine, eight times nine and a half. So that's, I think the same thing. That's where, that's where I want it to be. I think it's going to be like eight to 11. Go 10. Yeah, he's going to go 10 or 11. Yeah, he is. I think so. He's going to say, look at Mitch Marner and look at me. Right. <laughs> you know, and, it's, and I'll tell you, the last time he signed, wasn't it Wasn't it late? Like, wasn't it late? Like, weren't we waiting with, like, bated breath for him to sign? I think we were. Like, wasn't it into the season or it was into training camp or it was something? It was later. Maybe. That he signed that deal. And uh, I'll have to look back at it, but I think it was. So, you know, he, 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 he has before waited longer, but then took a hometown discount. And I think he gives off this persona or whatever that he wants to win. So he may say, okay, I'll take a little less if you can promise you to try to be competitive and so forth. Right. So he might. So, you know, eight, I'm going to go with eight times nine and a half like you are. I'm going to go in that you know, eight, eight for 75, I think. And, um, with no movements and all sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, that's like a given. All across the board yeah. until, until the last couple of years, probably. But, uh, but yeah, I think, I think that's true. I think, and I think, I think they would like to get it done maybe in this off season. But I, I, I think it may be longer than that before it happens. I think it probably uh, will be because they, they don't really have the space this off season. No, they don't. They don't. Especially, they don't. We'll they, talk about that in a bit. Yeah, right, yeah, right now. As a matter of fact, number three, chart number three, the salary cap is increasing next year to eight, 82 and a half million. So $1 million more than this year. Projected space for Boston, according to Bruins cap space on Twitter, 5,445,833 in several RFAs and UFAs. Berge, so yeah, Bergeron, Bergeron being, being, <laughs> being a big one. I'm a little scared about that because I... I could go either way on what's actually going to happen with them. I'm not 100% sure he's coming back. I'm not 100% sure. And at the beginning of the year, I thought, there's no way he's retiring after this year. He's still playing high-level hockey and yeah. so forth. And he's still young in, in years. He's not young in, in, in term and how long he's played. But he's, he's still young in years. He's only 35, 36. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's still, other guys have played at that point and he's in great shape and mm-hmm. he can do multiple things and so forth. And he can certainly play next year. But now I'm at the point, the longer this goes and the more the, you know, takes a ding to the head, you know, infection to the elbow, takes it, you know, and, and when he speaks about it, he doesn't, he speaks like a guy who's really considering being done. He has a tone about him that's not like, oh, don't worry about it, we'll talk about it later. He doesn't give you any type of vibe either way, really, which is concerning. Right, that's why I'm scared that's about it. almost like saying it may happen that he retires. Mm-hmm. And I think he might. I, I think really so, think too. he might, yeah. And they are effed <laughs> in the biggest way. You are. aren't kidding. They, You I mean, aren't they kidding. Are. Yes. <laughs> How are they not? Like, I mean, you're going to go into next trouble. year. If he's not around, you're going into next year with your top four centers as Coil, some combination of Coil, Hala, Stanika, and Frederick. Or Nosek. Right. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. And you've got what? Hala, Nosek. Is Frederick a UFA right now? RFA? RFA? He might be an RFA. So you've got Nosek and Hala and Smith and guys that are coming up. 
soon. So you got not you know this next year you'll probably see a lot of the same roster, but the year after that you could see a completely different roster, especially the four group. Absolutely. You know? So I, I, I'm scared to death. And, and I get more scared as the days go on. I really do. I think he might retire, mm. which is just not something that I was ready for. No, so. I'm not ready for it. I don't think Bruins fans are ready for it. Yeah. yeah I'll tell you who's not ready for it. Don Sweeney. <laughs> yeah, the Bruins. The Bruins aren't ready for it. Speaking of Don Sweeney, trip number four, is it possible Don Sweeney is not extended? Would they have done it already if it was a done deal? I feel like they, I feel like they usually do that. They don't usually right. let management go into seasons as lame ducks. It's a lame duck. So it's possible he's done. I feel like they'll still probably work something out, but maybe it's like a, you know, if they first round exit, maybe not. Maybe he's. I was listening to Felger and Mass today, and Felger said that he thought that if they get ousted in the first round, he's out, he's gone that they'll go in another route. And that's why they're waiting so long to see how this plays out. And his job's on the line. And that's why he went a little harder off Lindholm. But he didn't... You see, to me, if he thought his if he thought he was done, if they didn't make it past the first round, he would have gone balls in for a forward. Like, he would have overpaid. Yeah. In my opinion. I, I, I mean, agree with you. When your job's on the line, you're going to do you're going to do desperate things. Yeah, so, yeah. The hell. I mean, if we lose, I'm done. You know, I might as well go for the win even if it screws the organization. So I think that Sweeney probably thinks he's not done. But I think if they, let's say they get swept in the first round, boy, there's going to be a lot of clamoring for him to be gone. Yeah, absolutely. There absolutely, is, absolutely but, there will be. But, absolutely you know, there will be. It's going to get louder. It certainly will. So I don't know. Chirp number five, who can the Bruins ill afford to lose in the postseason due to injury? See, that's that's very difficult because there's, there's like a handful of guys that you really can't do without and expect to make right. any noise on the team. Number one is Bergeron. Right. Number two is McAvoy. Number three is Marchand. Yeah. Number four is probably Pasternak in, 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 some of, in some order of, of those guys. I would say just because of the center depth, you have to say Bergeron. And McAvoy would probably right. be second just because right. Lindholm's here now. Right. But McAvoy is still... He's still head and even with Lindholm, he's still head and shoulders the best defenseman on the team. Like oh, by a is. by a mile, the best defenseman yes, on the team. Yes, you know at six at six fifty nine tonight. I thought it was Bergeron. I think it might be McAvoy after watching that defense. <laughs> I swear to God. Like, I think I swear I, to God it changed my mind. I wrote a whole article on Inside the Rink about how important and valuable Bergeron is, and if they lose him, they're screwed. And now I want to tear it into pieces. You know what, though? I think it's McAvoy. Yeah, so you know, you know what? When you put the poll out, you put a Bender's poll out, and I voted yeah. McAvoy. And then I heard everyone talk. I read your article, and I'm like, you know what? It's probably Bergeron. But <laughs> but after but after but after watching that game tonight too, I think it might be McAvoy. I th- I think you're right. I mean, it's it's yeah. they're like one A one B. I mean, I don't yeah, think you can really yeah. afford to lose either one of the guys and expect to do anything or any no. any of those top four. Really, you lose any right. one of those top four guys, and you are done. You I mean, you're you done. don't you you don't have a chance. Right, you don't have, because you have to outscore some teams because your defense is going to be up and down. And your goaltending, like you said, you don't know what you're getting. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, question mark. You still don't know what you're getting. I don't care what anybody says. You don't know what you're getting, dude. You don't. You can't know because neither one of those guys has played in the playoffs before. So right. you can you can give me regular season numbers all you want. You can look at the Toronto Maple Leafs, the team they played tonight. They're incredible in the regular season. They can't do a damn right. thing in the playoffs. So that could be Swayman. Okay. You don't know that right. until he gets there and plays. Right. You don't. We don't. 
So uh, you didn't know that about Rask until nope. he got into the playoffs, and he was up and down. He loses this series, win this series, and you don't know what you're going to get from the goaltender, and you can't tell me with a straight face that, oh, yeah, Swayman's fine. You know, he's a caller. It's called up. You know, yeah. he's fine. Oh, he's not. How do you, how do you know that? Yeah. Dude, like, so is Carter you know? Hart. Yeah. yeah. So is Carter Hart. Yeah. Now, yeah. now where's Philly? Uh, They're in yeah. the bottom. I mean, if he's Carter Hart, we're, I mean, then the Bruins are screwed. Number six, the Bruins inexplicably updated all the players' weights on the uh, site. Why? <laughs> I, I, I don't. Why? And not only that, they showed old to new. Like yeah. it was some, like it was Jenny Craig. <laughs> what, what, maybe, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it is a Jenny Craig maybe it was. sitch. Maybe it was a, what is that? Uh, Awaken 180? Yes. Yeah. Sponsored by that. Maybe, maybe, you know. maybe it's like, you know, fine. Some of these guys got to, you know, pay up a little bit, a little overweight, showing, yeah. showing the world, hey, you're <laughs> seven pounds overweight. That's a hundred right. bucks a pound, boy. <laughs> right. A little team party I'll on you. you. <laughs> I'll tell you what they did do. They had me lose all faith in Jack Stanicka, who lost who lost the ten pounds he gained, and everybody was talking about in the off season, and he loses the weight. Well, maybe uh, Charlie Coyle was the biggest guy. Maybe it's uh, like uh, you know he lost all the baby fat, he lost all the all the donuts he was eating, and, and put and it turned into muscle. Now maybe it turned into muscle. Now they only had like thirteen or fourteen guys over two hundred pounds. And here's my theory on why they did it. Okay. I think they did it to try to say to people, you keep saying that we're losing in the heavier teams, but we're pretty heavy. I swear to God, they put it out there. That's not to a bad show that we're not that slight. I that's, swear to you. That's I mean, that's not a bad conspiracy theory by you. Yeah. I would subscribe yeah. to that. I would. I mean, why the hell else would you do that? I, unless you I were would doing like, you know, Nutrisystem. <laughs> like, why would you do that? Right. <laughs> So I think that's what it is. I swear to God, going into the playoffs in a weird time, we're going to talk about everybody's weight. Jack's probably got that all laminated by now. He's got that on a card somewhere. Oh, right next to the, right next to the, right next to the number of icings that each team has. How many, how many, how many times is Jack going to say the word thick in the game now? Because the Bruins are thick. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll hear that as, as well as getting pounded and blasted. (laughs) Fucking Jack. <laughs> right. Bring it blasted tonight. All right. Chirp number seven. Other Bruins overrated. A lot of fans and media are calling them cup contenders because of their play since January 1st and the addition of Lindholm. Are they really cup contenders? And I'm going to say that I'm leaning towards no. I'm with you. I've said that even before the deadline. Adding one piece is not, is not enough to vault them into... <laughs> the cup contender status. I just don't think so. The only way is if their goaltending outplays the other team's goaltending. Like if Swayman's really good, which there's a possibility that he could be. But some of those teams, like their forward depth and the defensive depth is, is just better than what the Bruins have. It just is. I, I, I just I just don't think they are. And maybe they'll surprise me. I want them to surprise me, folks. Believe me. I want them to make a deep run. I think they are capable of making a deep run, but certainly not if they played the way they played tonight. No, no, no. And I, and what I keep going back to is you've got to win 16 games. You've got to beat four quality teams four times. Like they can beat a Toronto or Tampa Bay, or maybe a Florida in a game, in a series if they play really well uh, and all guns are firing. But can they do it all the way through? And I just don't think there's enough there. I just don't. I mean, the defense tonight, again, all the people who have talked about their defensive analytics and their, rankings in the league and everything, but my eyeballs have shown that they aren't from one through six defenseman wise. 
are just not that sturdy, not that steady. That's what, that's what you look at tonight. Brandon Carlo brain farts, a couple, you know, two brain farts by Clifton, two nothing. Like it's in the net twice. Like it's another brain fart by Carlo. It's in the net. You know, he gets blown by. It's in the net. And you can have all the analytics in the world that for most of the game, you're shutting guys down and this and that and the other thing. But all of a sudden, the puck's in the net and you're down early. And then in the playoffs against quality teams, that's not going to that's not gonna happen. You know, that's not going to – and the penalty kill hasn't been great. You know, so I'm just worried about those two things. And I don't think they can sustain it for the whole 16 wins. I just don't think they can. So that's what I think. All right. It is time for the Whipping Boys. Is Trent Frederick still on the team? I didn't even, I, I feel like I didn't even see him on the, I, like it was, it was the end of the second period and I was doing the recap for the period on the Twitter page. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, is Frederick playing? Tonight? Cause I don't remember seeing him for the first two periods. I saw him in the third cause now I was looking for him, but I don't remember him in the first two periods. So that's as good as he's done. And I'm going to say it again. The third line is fine with Smith and Coyle. I'm fine with that third line does not have to be Frederick. And he is not the main cog in it or even remotely close to the main cog in it. He's not what makes it go, and that can be changed. But now, since they don't have any forward depth, it won't be. But I'm telling you that, again, we're hitting that Frederick's coming back to earth, Frederick's teetering, and I feel like I have been a prophet as well. You know what, though? I will say this, and I, I feel like it's something that could maybe happen, especially come playoff time. I, right now at this very minute, would not mind at all if you put Felino there. Not, a, yeah. not even one little bit. Because I think Felino's been playing better. I think he does. He brings the same things that Frederick brings. And he's a veteran. He's been there. He's done it. He knows the playoffs. He knows what it's like. He knows what he can and can't get away with. And, and he has scored goals in this league. He's mm-hmm. assisted on goals in this league. He has a track record. So to me... Going into the playoffs, I'm putting Felino there, and I'm bumping Frederick down to fourth line left wing. And if he doesn't watch himself, I'm putting Anton Bleed there because he can run around and hit people too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if 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 he keeps slipping, I have no problem taking him out of the lineup, moving Felino up, and putting Bleed in. Not at all. I think I think that's a good call because Felino has been playing better, and Felino it, it might get Felino going to yes. play with Smith and Coyle and you know banging a couple of rebounds mm-hmm. or whatever. I agree. And Frederick with no sick and Lazar, they can buzz around and hit and not have any real pressure on them to really give you anything offensively. Just you know be hammerheads out there, just be heavy. And I I like that idea. It won't happen probably. I don't think so. They're gonna bleed this Frederick thing till it's till he's dead and they're going to squeeze they have a living life out of it but i'm telling you come playoff time and against good teams like a team like tonight that skates freddie just isn't a great skater yeah like i mean felino isn't either but but still i mean i would i would rather have the experience and the and the track record there on the third line and and like you said it may get felino going well like we know he can score goals and and assist on goals he just had a down year yeah putting him with those two guys might get him might get him going a little bit i'm with you all right, so uh, my whipping boy is Connor Clifton, um, and and for the love of God, can we see Josh Brown, please, or Trent Brown, or Bobby Brown, some 
anybody else other than Connor Clifton. Yeah. You could pick any brown you want. Yeah. I don't I don't care. Any brown you want. Bobby Brown, he Clifton should take every little step right up to the ninth floor. It's my prerogative to have someone else be in the lineup. Right. Right. Uh don't be cruel to Connor Clifton, they would say. Right. Oh God. For fuck's uh, sake. Give me Josh Brown, please. No. So uh yes, I'm with you. Clifton was a mess tonight. You were prophetic in saying that it was coming and we should be aware. It was like a storm coming from the east, from the west or whatever it is yep. that is going to blast us and no one's going to the store because they don't believe you. <laughs> and that was Clifton. Yeah. And, uh, he, he was, I, I'm with you. Let's throw Josh Brown in there with some physicality. I'm telling you right now, next game, Riley and Brown, the third pair. Absolutely. Uh, and, and go with that and sit foreboard and in Clifton for a night, have them watch for a night. Uh, you got a back to back coming up uh, against uh, Columbus and Detroit later on the week where you play back to back nights. You know, I say, I say, you know, let's start rotating some guys in and see what kind of see what kind of chemistry you can make or you can find lightning in a bottle in some of these pairs. So I'm with you on that. All right, beauties and benders time. Three beauties and three benders. My beauties, number three, Charlie McAvoy. McAvoy doesn't back down. I mean, he gets he has an edge to him when when things aren't going well and he takes it upon himself. He laid out three or four wicked hits on three or four different guys tonight. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was in it with bunting, bunting high sticks. And somehow McAvoy gets, gets called to an egregious, awful matching penalty. That's typical cowardice officiating. Mm -hmm. Uh, But McAvoy doesn't back down. And uh, I'll give him a a number three. Number two is Jake Jabra's soccer skills. (laughs) Is he one, is he one touches a puck beautifully into the far side for a goal? Uh, A little, a little inside kick. Yeah. And it went in. It was beauty. It It was was a beauty. I, I, you know what? They really should allow that. They really should. They should. I'm telling you, they should allow you to kick the puck in. I get the hands thing yeah. fine but you should be able to friggin 35 yard field goal the thing in yeah you if you can ki- if you not? can kick it to your stick you should be able to kick it in then you should be able to kick it in the net you should be able yeah. to if you can if you can lacrosse it if you can michigan it into the net if you That's can bat it out of the air into the net why yeah. can't you you should be able to kick the puck in why the can't net? you kick it yeah or, or not yeah. not kick it but at least direct it direct it into the net on right. purpose by if accident. it's going to hit you, you should be able to direct it yes. or, or even give it a little kick. Yeah. I mean, you, you know should be mean? able to angle your skate. Like, not, yes. you know, not wind up like your fucking Maradona and kick it <laughs> into the net. But that's coming down and just winding up and booting it in. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, you should be able to... The distinct kicking motion is a little taking a little fire from me. Like a, a slight kicking motion. Yeah, sure. Yeah, just slight. And that, yeah. that and tonight, that was a beautiful it was. Uh, kick. And number one beauty for me, the Boston Pride won the Isabel Cup. Congrats, ladies. Yeah, back to back champs. I think they back won it last year. Back to back champs. Yeah. Really, the, really uh, an elite club in the uh, women's league. And uh, good for them. They, uh, they went back to back. And I believe. I believe the coach is uh, the, the former Bruin there. Paul Myra. So great. Good for them. Yeah, Belmont's own, I believe, Paul Myra. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, my beauties, uh, for number three, I had myself because I didn't swear at the TV <laughs> once during the game. Then that was ruined in the third period because I did swear at the TV because it's fucking bullshit. I was going to say you came a long way, but. Number two, I had Eric Halla, who had a goal and four assists this week. Did a really good job. He was, you know, excellent. And then Pasta at number one. He has 38 goals now. He had a hat trick against Tampa, 
which was big. And he had five goals during the stretch this week. So uh, mm. Pasta gets my number one beauty. McVoy, honorable mention. I thought he was really good. Yeah, this 21 week well. goals for Pasta at home since January 1st. I did some research for an article, and he said 21 goals at home since the first of the year. So he's been he's been great at home, and, uh, you know, obviously he needs to, to score and, and score at will if the Bruins are going to do anything in the playoffs. Absolutely. All right, benders time. My three benders, number three, the Bruins against Carolina and Toronto. Base. You're a Neo Maxi Zoom dweeby. Really concerned about either one of these teams. Less for Toronto, because Toronto just just will will gaff and will cough it up. Christ, they almost coughed it up tonight. If if a couple of those pucks that hit posts, like if that shot on pasta not goes in, it's like six five with a minute and a half left or two minutes left. And now you're now they're in trouble. Like they almost friggin' cough that up tonight. So not as much about the Maple Leafs, but I am concerned about Carolina because the Bruins have not touched Carolina at all. Uh, number two, the idiots who thought the Bruins didn't need defensive help. Base, you're a neo-maxi Zoom dweeby. Oh my God, I've been on Twitter and I've seen comments about people saying they didn't need defensive help. Why don't they go out and get offense? And I'm with you, they needed offense, but they needed defensive help in, in a big way and they need more than they got, which is ridiculous because they got a really good defenseman and a depth defenseman, and they still need more because they're defensemen. Some of them just aren't playing well, and uh, those idiots uh, haven't watched much hockey, evidently. And then number one, the fraudulent Maple Leafs. Base, you're a neo-maxi Zoom dweeby. You know, I'm watching them tonight, and again, like Matthews is having a great year. He gets a pass for me, but a guy like John Tavares, I'm watching him today. I look up the stats. He's almost a point per game with the Maple Leafs, but what is he really added to them that's going to make them a winning team like he just doesn't seem to me like a winning type of player and then Marshan pretty much challenges him and he's skating in circles and he looked like a, a deer on ice like trying to get away from him. like he wanted nothing to do with Marshan and you know I don't know I just don't think Marshan uh, Tavares hasn't done all that much for them I still think at their core they still have some defensive issues I think who knows about the goaltender? He got hurt against tonight. So they're headed again for another letdown unless they, you know, a guy like Giordano can help them turn it around or something. But it looks like they might be headed for another all-time gaffe. Yeah, I I wouldn't be opposed to that happening, honestly. No, I wouldn't either. I, I, I'd love to see <laughs> Toronto lose. Uh, yeah. So my benders, my list this evening is slightly longer. We're going to start with number six, <laughs> the posts. The Basics. You're a neo-maxi Zoom dweeby. <laughs> Bruins yes. hit the post four times tonight, so at one point in the game, it literally could have been 6-6 six, six if, yes. if all those uh, had gone in. So the post, uh, number six. Number five, Kendrick Nicholson. Base, you're a neo-maxi Zoom dweeby. That is the referee who called the matching minors on McAvoy and Bunting. McAvoy hits Bunting. They both kind of go down. McAvoy goes back at him, and Bunting high sticks him in the face, and then somehow the guy calls matching penalties. And then after that, he calls Hall's goal, no goal, and then mm. he does overturn it, so I guess I'll have to give him a slight pass there. But uh, Kendrick Nicholson is number five. Number four, Derek Forbort. Base, you're a neo-maxi Zoom dweeby. Embarrassing. <laughs> Number three, Brandon Kylo. Base, you're a neo maxi zoom dweeby. Embarrassing. Number two, Connor Clifton. Base, 
You're a neo-maxi Zoom dweeby. An embarrassment. <laughs> and he had an assist tonight, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and then number one is whatever, Vladimir Vitaly Labushkin, whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Face. You're a neo-maxi Zoom dweeby. What an absolute faking pussy this guy is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he boards Taylor Hall, literally boards him, didn't get called for a penalty, but no. Hall went head first into the boards, gets up, grabs his side of his cheek and his face with his glove, and he went down like he was murdered, and Hall had ripped his larynx out of his throat. Right. And then went off never to return. Didn't come back. Nope. He didn't. And then Carla went over and gave him a little love tap and then let it go. And he, I can't believe he was hurt. Will Smith. I, I, I can't believe it. Will Smith hit Chris Rock harder um, yes. than Hall hit Labushkin tonight. Yes, he did. 100%. Yes. David Pasternak, who shouldn't been called, shouldn't have been called for boarding. He didn't hit, uh, hit the other dude harder than Hall hit fucking Labushkin. He literally grabbed the side of his face. Yeah. Like he didn't punch him even really. Yeah. It was just like a like a face wash. Yeah, I think Brick. I think Brick said, "Well, right here, he kind of tugs on his ear, and <laughs> he falls down." <laughs> no, I could. I don't know what happened to him, but he went down like he is like he broke his collarbone. Or yeah, something. like dislocated earlobe. What are we talking about oh, here? I mean, what an absolute joke that is! What an absolute joke. Yeah, the worst. So those are our benders. Okay, top seven Bruins Benders podcast power rankings, and I'm telling you. The jinx is back on. The jinx because, is on. Uh, again, the Bruins play a real stinker the night that we are going to podcast. And it's been a running theme for a while. One time they got into this power ranking and then quickly were out. And now they, again, they were up for number seven. The winner of this game tonight would be number seven in Toronto takes number seven. Look like an offensive wagon tonight against a bad Bruins defense. They are number seven. Number six, Calgary Flames lead the Pacific with 88 points. Number five, Pittsburgh stays there at 6-3-1 and one in the last 10. The Rangers will stay at 4-6-4 four, and four in the last 10, although Shesterkin has come back to life, come back to earth, and has not played very well lately. Uh, Florida is number three. They drop a spot, 94 points on the year. Carolina was ahead of Tampa Bay in the second period tonight. They jump up a spot, 95 points. And then the Avalanche, number one, they stay at one at 98 points, and they are a very good team. They certainly are. So uh, now we'll go to teams that aren't very good. Yeah. These is the uh, bottom three Bruins Benders podcast power last rankings. Coming in at number 30, the Anaheim Ducks have lost nine in a row, and they have flown south for the winter. Yes, <laughs> they have. I mean, they traded a couple of guys, and now they just have not shown up to games. Like They just don't want to play anymore. They're, yeah, they're yeah. All, all done. All done. Yeah. The, weather, the weather is too nice out there. It is. <laughs> they're ready to golf. Yeah. Ready to golf. Oh, my God. Thank God they have Dan Heinen though he's such a great player and we miss him terribly no he's on Pittsburgh he's, he's on, on Boston on Pittsburgh now but I, was big, I keep thinking he's on Anaheim yeah he, they, he was they on Anaheim dearly yeah yeah they miss him dearly because they lost nine in a row without him <laughs> uh, uh, okay so Arizona coming in at 31 they've lost six in a row uh, they're gonna mm -hmm. play in a college stadium uh, maybe pay their bills, maybe not. We'll Your see. Choice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't matter at all. Phil Kessel's yeah. still there though, eating hot dogs and having babies. No, so yeah, yeah no, good yeah. for him. He, he loves it. Yeah, he good for him. It. Nice weather. And coming in at number thirty-two, yo, Montreal Canadiens are the first team eliminated from playoff contention. Gotta love it. Wow. Gotta I mean, love it. Just I don't see 
I mean, Marty St. Louis has done some, you know, a couple of night, you know, some nice things there. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, we like them. We've talked about it, but I just don't see how that gets better anytime soon. I mean, they're a, they're a train wreck. They are lost right now. I mean, they, they'll have to draft very well the next two, three years to get that thing going back the other way. Well, if they get the number one overall pick conference, like they have no chance. I mean, it's just bad. Yeah. I mean, if they get the number one overall pick and end up with Shane, Wright, Could turn. That'll help. They have a lot more to do than, than just him goaltending defense, offense, defense, (laughs) special teams, Uh, (laughs) special teams. Yeah. Weekend ahead for the Bruins, March 31st. They will take on the new Jersey devils at home. And then April 2nd, Versus the Columbus Blue Jackets, home and home with them, April 4th at Columbus. And then on April 5th at the Detroit Red Wings. And I smell another wager coming on. I think we're going to shout out to the Production Line podcast who cover the Detroit Red Wings and see if they will wager with us. We are 2-0 in wages. We are 2-0, and but that's, a, that's the last one before, a, before an episode. So... Oh yeah, we geez. might that, that might that might be an L unless we burn a stick or do some kind yeah, of an exorcism. Burn a stick or or cut, cut off the head of Connor Clifton or something. <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> something decapitate someone or something's gonna have to yeah. happen. Yeah, get I some kind know, of a voodoo doll. A, I don't know. Rub some lotion on me or something. <laughs> uh, all right, <laughs> Bruins Benders poll this week. Which Bruins player can the team not afford to lose due to injury in the postseason? We talked about this earlier in the chirps. 170 votes. Marchand gets 24%. Bergeron, 31%. McAvoy, 35%. And Pasternak, 10%. So they were kind of like us, back and forth with the Bergeron-McAvoy thing. That's the consensus. Yeah, you know, one, I think, one, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, rate and review for charity. $1 will go to the Bruins Foundation for every rate and review on Apple. Or any rating on Spotify, you go to insidetherink.com for Bruins, Benders, Merchandise, we have T-shirts and hoodies up there for you. Follow us on Twitter. We do game updates. We do polls. We have all sorts of analysis and news and commentary and funny comments. Uh, at Bruins Benders, also on Instagram. We're on TikTok, but I, I still have to figure that out. And I'll have to find a 10-year-old to help me figure that out. I don't know, I don't know what's going on there. But yeah. we, have a couple, we have an interview on there. We have some stuff. Uh, also on Facebook, subscribe to the YouTube. We have two interviews up there with Art Ocal and Mike Milbury, and don't forget to download the Inside the Rink app. It's a brand new app, really clean. You go, It takes you right to the website, essentially, and uh, you can get all sorts of news and analysis and articles by me on there, so that's, that's fun. Uh, so that'll do it for episode 22, the reality check for the Boston Bruins. We appreciate everyone listening, and we will talk again next week. Go Bruins! Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.